Talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. The Intellectual Podcast starts now. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Intellectual Podcast. I'm your host, David S. Dawson. Uh, Whitney is not uh, with us uh, yet. She might join us eventually. Um, she had dinner plans tonight, and uh, if it gets done early enough, she will she will be here. Um, tonight, uh, we're going to be chatting with Clark M. Smith, a uh, filmmaker here in San Diego who uh, Intellectual Entertainment partnered with recently to uh, help put together a feature film, which is now available on various streaming platforms. And uh, I think we'll just jump right into it and start having a conversation with Clark about the film Mystery Highway. How you doing, Clark? I'm great. Hi, how's it going? Oh, it's going well. Look at us. We're big. Now we're big. I love it. <laughs> Fun with switching. Yay. <laughs> How are you doing, my friend? Doing well. Doing well. It's a Sunday night. I don't have the Sunday night blues like I usually get because I work tomorrow, but I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of miss the the days didn't matter uh once upon a time during pandemic because i didn't have a job and it didn't yeah. matter what day of the week it was it was all the same <laughs> yep right <laughs> um yeah i gotta work tomorrow too so yeah that early morning is uh is rapidly approaching <laughs> it is <laughs> um you want to tell us a little bit about uh mystery highway and uh and uh, just a little synopsis of it uh for those of us who are unfamiliar yeah, it's quite a it's got a long convoluted history. I'll try to be kind of brief about it. Way back in 2004, I made a feature uh, shot on mini DV called The Ethereal Plane. Kind of reminds me of of your uh, What's the Vig kind of project. It was a feature, zero budget. And uh, long yeah. story short, I found an agent who took it to the AFM. She had it sold to a uh, distributor in Thailand, so I had to get it dubbed in Thai. Which was kind of exciting. Got a couple thousand bucks out of the deal, and she was like, "Hey, send me another feature. I will. We'll do this again, and you get an even bigger, you know, bigger deal." Well, as you can see, it took 15, 20 years or whatever to uh, actually get it done. And by the time I did get it done, it was kind of too late. She kind of told me the industry changed a lot. She doesn't go to AFM anymore, so she's like, "You're better off with Film Hub and stuff like that." But anyway, the film itself is a is a is a group of six short films that already exist, already in the can. And you and I and some others devised a way to put them together into a into a feature length movie with with a wraparound story, and that's that's one of the things that my agent at the time suggested I do, and I I did it, and it took us a while to get it done. Yeah, it did. Um, we've got the trailer. Should I roll that and let everybody have a, a a glimpse at it? Yeah, I don't know which one you have. There's a couple, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, it's one of the ones I found on YouTube. So <laughs> okay, we'll 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 see which one I got, and, okay. uh, and we'll go from there um bring this up here and away we go yeah this is the latest one that's right folks this is george bell broadcasting from my secret location deep in the heart of the country if you're tuning in for the very first time buckle up we've got a bumpy road of twisted tales just ahead why do you need to forget Oh, it's too painful lizzie freaking crazy ass joe is certified nuts if you ask me She's a beauty, ain't she? Come and have a drink. Just one drink couldn't hurt. Her work here is all she has. 
What exactly is this mission of yours? The way you're going, you should be in hospice by the end of the week or so. I should be ready by then. You know, I've been in my lab working a lot, and I don't want to forget who you are to me. Our lives can be taken away in an instant. You just never know when it can happen. If you're just tuning in, be forewarned, some of tonight's content is not for the faint of heart. That's some freaky deaky shit right there. <laughs> That's the red red band trailer, apparently. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that was fun to make. That was fun. So um obviously it, it it's it's a it's an old school uh, collection of short stories. Um kind of in the vein of like a twilight zone or an outer limits kind of deal. And hello mm. to my friend Sonic uh Dan. Uh, glad you're joining us. Um, he uh, he says hello uh, in the comments on YouTube. Uh, lovely to see you here, Dan. Um, so um, you had already kind of created a bunch of these shorts um, when you were making them. Uh, and I know you made them for like various uh, competitions. You made them uh, for your own, own sake. Did you have an idea while you were doing that that you might try to string them all together down the road? Or, or is that something that that literally kind of came up later. It, it did come up later. I had three shorts done, um, three shorts. And then there's a fourth one, which is you are me, which is the one in the end of the movie uh, of mystery highway. But I didn't, I didn't know until after I had three movies that I was going to do a, a compilation idea and I didn't have enough movies. So I knew I had to do another one and I still didn't have enough. That's when you chimed in and, and gave us your movie discontinuance. And by then we had a pretty good 90 minute movie on our hands. So it wasn't at first it was just when i realized i had enough and they i kind of thought that they had a common thread of some sort i was trying to kind of maybe reaching a little bit but i think you know kind of genre characters we have a ghost story we have an alien story we have a satan story we have a uh was a serial killer story so we have all these kind of you know robot story so they're all kind of characters of, of some sort i thought could kind of tie it together in some way yeah i remember when you came to me and and you were like you, you know I, I really like discontinuance is there any way we could like include that and kind of help fill the fill the gap here um i remember i had asked you well, what, what's the container like how are you stringing these stories together because discontinuance is pretty different from the loyal remnant and <laughs> you know like um I, I was like, yeah. I, I guess they're kind of all in that sci-fi genre. They're all sub-genres of sci-fi. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember you and I having a few conversations. And then uh, and then I remember suggesting to you that uh, we should do it as a bunch of truck drivers listening to a, to an Art Bell-style show. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I, I don't know if listeners right now remember Art Bell. Um, George Norrie took over his show when Art Bell retired. But... Um, it's a late night radio program that you could listen to um, 
when you drove all across the country because it was resyndicated across the country mm -hmm. and um, when I drove trucks, everybody listened to it all throughout the night. It's what kept a lot of the truck drivers awake <laughs> was listening to Art Bell and all the all the conspiracy theories and the and the time travelers who came on mm -hmm. his show to to talk to him about you know what they were experiencing and whatnot. I thought, well, this mm -hmm. this would fit in perfectly as that sort of idea. Um, yeah. Did you did when when I first pitched that idea to you? Um, you seemed pretty receptive to it, but you know, how, how did you feel about how that all came together and, and, and how that all worked out? Well, let me just back up a little bit on that. And, and I had a, a script written already. It was called, at the time it was called Bar Talk. And at the time I was just going to have some writers meet up at a restaurant or a bar and discuss and pitch each other their stories. And then they're, whatever they're talking about would happen on screen as the short film. And it was, I thought it was a cool idea, but it was very simple and just guys talking at a table. But I showed it to some people, specifically Jason Lethert, who is, does not mince words. He hated it. He thought it was the stupidest thing he'd ever read. He's like, do something different. So <laughs> I came to you, I'm like, well, do you have any ideas? I don't, because you kind of convinced me that it was a dumb idea. It was kind of lame. It wasn't very interesting. And it was you the one that said, you know, you need to do like a Twilight Zone, Rod Serling, something in that, in that vein. And that's when you came up with the DJ and then, I, then we had to have a way for the actors to be in the movie, you know, the, the wraparound story. So we thought, well, let's make them, he said, let's make them truckers, you know, and they can listen to the story and they'll imagine themselves and then they're in the story. So that's when I set out to gather all the actors that were in the shorts, see if they would appear in this thing. And they all, for the most part, did. Yeah. Um, once we had put it all together and finally got the truck drivers all together and I finally got to see how all the little uh, interstitial pieces came together uh, with those actors playing the truckers and then leading into stories that they are the stars of. Um, I thought it worked out really well because you can imagine them imagining themselves within the context of the mm -hmm. story that they're listening to, which I thought was um, a really great way to handle it. And I, th I, I thought it worked out very, very well. I mean, I, I pitched the idea to you, but you know, I'll be honest with you. I never know until I see it actually done <laughs> if it works or not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It worked, <laughs> um, but, but I think it came together pretty well. Um, and and then we also had the, uh, I mean, a, a, on top of just trying to coordinate getting all those actors back, we had to figure out how we're, how are we going to shoot the trucks, mm -hmm. and uh, you know specifically the trucks at night, and how's this going to look? And um, I remember I was <laughs> like, well, we can shoot them in the warehouse, <laughs> and uh, and you're like, how are we going to do that? And I was like, just trust me. <laughs> trust me we'll figure it out yeah. um but i thought i thought it was convincing i thought it all turned out really well and it, it, it was a lot of fun working with those actors because i got to co-direct those sequences with you i thought it was really fun to give those actors a chance to to play these truckers and have completely mm -hmm. different stories for these characters right. within right. these tiny little vignettes you know um, and I thought the actors did a great job of, of really establishing new and unique characters for themselves um, within the context of those scenes versus what they're playing in their, in their short films that, that they're the stars of. Yeah. Um, I really, I mean, I really wanted them to be different from what they were in the, in the shorts. Like for example, for example, Randy, I told him, come in your most, you know, redneck outfit, you can have longer hair and the whole thing. So you're very different from how you were like in your army. So. That was, that was pretty cool. Well, and Randy will jump at any chance to do his, uh, his draw. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
You want to go through some of these photos? I know we got a slideshow here of a bunch of photos. Yeah, I can look at some of that. Let's take a look at some of these. So this here is the official poster, right? Yeah, the final poster. I did a lot of different ideas. People like this truck side of the truck one the most. It's pretty. Yeah, cool. I know you toyed. I know you toyed around with a, a a few of them that had the actors' faces and stuff on them. Um, and I and I and I got what you were trying to do with it, but this is one of those like glimpses behind the scenes, right? Like, this is the final poster that like majority of people liked it's got hmm. nobody on it it's the truck it's it's just mood this sets a mood right yeah right um whereas i think you were trying to highlight the performers before and and my mm -hmm. argument with you on that was i love our actor friends but none of them are a name <laughs> so it doesn't yeah. matter to have <laughs> their face on the poster <laughs> and i actually made um, that so i kind of actually made that poster kind of for them just to have for like almost like a keepsake i knew it knew it wasn't going to really work for the poster, like for the reasons you just stated, but I thought it'd be a nice way to show them their own face up on the poster. Yeah. And, and it is important when you're, when you're working low budget films and you've got people who are donating their time, uh, working for credit, you know, working for quote unquote, you know, exposure. It is always good to do things that recognize that effort that they put forward for you and, mm -hmm. and, and try and show them some appreciation. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, in the end, I think this was the right choice. This 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 poster here. Um, yeah. So, uh, ultimately, how did you come to this poster? Like, what what was it that got you here finally? I don't know. I just I just loved it. I love the sky and the and the truck. The way it, the way the letters are on it. I mean, it's like it's 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 a perfect fit for what it is about truckers listening to a show and. It's mysterious, like the title says, and there's something at the end of it. It's kind of a Close Encounters vibe a little bit with the We Are Not Alone, you know, road right. thing. <laughs> I just thought it I, th I just thought it clicked. I really did. I thought it was cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. So let's get into some of these pictures here and see see a little bit behind the scenes here. So you wanna which which one of the shorts is this from are these from? So these are from Crazy Joe, which is the second short in this in the in the film. And we're doing the stuff with the car and, uh, you know, shooting the conversation in the car. And that's the cemetery down there at the bottom in Oceanside. And there's a bar up there in Mira Mesa or Miramar, whatever. So, yeah, that was uh, that was my first short ever in San Diego. I moved here from the East Coast in 2009. That was my first short ever shot here. First time ever using a DP. I was my own, you know, like I said, I did movies with my Canon GL1 in, in the beginning. And this is my right. first time with an actual DP working 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 on it with with you know with good equipment hd all that yeah that's quite the uh car rig you got going there on that uh beat up old toyota that's actually the same car that you can see in your me when when annie willett thomas drives away it's the same car <laughs> <laughs> you, you remember that nice. yeah i do i do <clears throat> remember that i remember going frame by frame in that shot and oh, yeah. dealing right. with uh color and yeah whatnot uh, and another behind the scenes shot here and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. so w tell me a little bit about working with uh with the child actor uh how, how did that go working with a child actor within the confines of your short film well she was great she was i think she was actually about 15 but playing a like a 12 or 13 year old so she was playing younger she she seems younger than she is and actually ironically enough i've been i've, I've kept in touch with her and she just had a kid. So that tells you how old this movie is. We did it in 2013. <laughs> and she's a mother now. 
But anyway, wow. yeah, we we auditioned auditioned a bunch of you know, uh, girls her age, and she was she had already done a couple movies. I can't remember the name of it at the moment, but uh, she didn't really do much after this. Unfortunately, I thought she was great, but she was a wonderful, wonderful kid to work with. Can't say enough. Awesome. And same with this little kid. This this little kid from Stover Hill. These these pictures. She really was about nine years old, and she was really cool to work with. I, I guess I Tell got me pretty a lucky. Tell about Stover Hill, because um, of of all the ones that aren't my film <laughs> in this film, this one feels kind of like the most ambitious on on your side in terms of like visual effects and mm. kind of pushing the envelope a little bit. Um, you mentioned the Crazy Joe was like your your first short film that you shot here where does stover hill fit within the the kind of history of of your filmmaking it's the second one i did here uh you know i i worked with the, the dp you see there on the left chris patterson and i uh, worked on that with crazy joe and he brought him back and almost all the main cast or crew members from from crazy joe came back to work on this so this this movie was the only time we ever used kickstarter i was trying to put together money for a feature a ghost feature I had written called Mystery Highway. Never was enough for that, so we used it on this movie instead. This movie required a lot of generators. We had lights out in the, you know, in the front yard, if you remember, shining into the front window. And yeah, like you said, a lot of interesting effects done with After Effects, which I started learning and, and never got great at, but they are, they're pretty passable, I think, in this movie. But yeah, pretty ambitious night shoot. We had Mike Braden and Yvette An Angulo. Angulo or Angelo, I never did no <laughs> and uh yeah Rand that was the first time working with randy so that was a, that was a great experience exhausting though two only two nights did the whole thing in two nights yeah this uh shot here on the right uh all that front lights coming in through the window right so that's yeah that's yeah, generators. you're talking about that you had to bring generators in for mm -hmm. um i really like this one it was very moody it was very very um well done um, this was my first experience in seeing something that you had, you had made. Mm. Um, so this was before I knew you. It was also kind of my first experience with Mike Braden and, and Yvette. Um, mm. uh, you had a really good cast in this and I thought they did a great job. I couldn't, couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? So, um, yeah, we, we just, we just worked all night. It was an all night shoot. And I don't know if you, are aware but the dp of this movie has gone on to some pretty awesome things he was a dp on the um, deadliest catch tv show and alaska fisherman and all that oh yeah that's he, my favorite reality show like, <laughs> oh yeah you like that yeah. he did that he's up there working on deadliest catch <laughs> yeah he, he actually i think he moved up to alaska for quite a while and I, I haven't talked to him in a while this is the last movie i did with him unfortunately but yeah he did a great job that's awesome let's see here and which which one is this one? Oh, I also now I know what I want to say about uh, Stover Hill real quick. Um, the let's see the San Diego Film Week of that year, we won second place behind the one that Neil Helford and Merrick McCarthy did, um, the black and white noir movie that won first place. We won second place. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, Case of Evil. You remember Case of yeah, Evil? Case of Evil. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, so that was that was cool to win a little bit of recognition for that for Stover Hill. This one, as you mentioned, is is which is so different from the other ones. It's called the Loyal Remnant, and this is a I guess I guess the only one on here that I did not write or originate in any way. I was just kind of hired for, but 
So this was a this was for the 168 Film Festival in LA. It's not really well known out here. They take a verse from the Bible and they give you under or they give you one week to write, edit, finish the whole thing, which uh, I thought was okay to do for one week. I've never 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 been a big fan of the 48 because I just can't do it in 48 hours. But this was a week, so I figured I'll do it. So it was, it was a good project, and I I kind of this one maybe doesn't fit perhaps the most of all of them in in Mystery Highway, but it's there and it fits now well you know i mean they say that projects find find their place they find their voice they find their audience you know um mm -hmm. when when we make these things we don't often know what the end game is for them at the end of the day right and uh, yeah yeah th this one also has a lot of really good acting within it um yeah and some interesting yeah. sets like like the locations are really interesting in this one. Yeah, a lot of cool outdoor stuff, like a western, like a John Ford western or something. But um, and actually, on this movie, I tried to get JG to be one of the truckers, but I don't know if we want to get into this, but I couldn't really. There was a SAG issue, so this ended up being a non-SAG film, and he couldn't do it for that reason. But gotcha. uh, so that's when we ended up with I think we got Raquel instead to. Kind of be the inner we all all these actors that are the introducer of each short and she was this movie's introducer gotcha and mike peterson here we go this this yeah, is mike actually peterson. Yay. <laughs> this is gonna this is still gonna be my favorite movie i've ever made my favorite movie you or me yeah it's my favorite movie i've ever worked on so yeah he did a great job and there he is uh in the hot garage of jill's house filming the, the lab scenes yeah, I think people don't often think about uh, the complications that arise uh, in the films, that, in the making of the films, right? Like this garage mm. looks like a cold, like underground basement within the context of the film. Yeah. But you guys shot this in like August or something. It was 102 mm -hmm. degrees or something out. And this garage was just baking while you were shooting in it. It was pretty um, horrible, pretty horrible. And I, we remember, opened, we, I remember coming to pick up gear at the end of the day and everybody was just like, <laughs> done. They were just done. <laughs> there's, a, there's a shot of Teresa laying on the front carport, just laying on the cold ground. <laughs> She's toast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, we opened the garage door. I think we opened the door like between takes or something, but it was, yeah, it was brutal. Dumb time to film in, in July, August. Yeah. And then on the right there's your your little cafe uh, restaurant mm -hmm. scene from the film as well. Um, yeah. How was it working uh, with Randy again? I mean, obviously, like working with Randy is something you've done now for a, a couple of pictures. Um, you obviously have a rapport with him. You really you really like working with him. Um, tell me a little bit about what it's like to to work with Randy. Yeah, after Stover Hill. Um which was a great experience. I wrote this movie. Jesus says, we look so young. <laughs> oh, well, let's see. What is it? It is four years, four years ago, five years yeah, ago. Yeah, four years ago, five years ago now. Yeah, it's been a while. But um, yeah, after working with, on Silver, Silver Hill with Randy, I, when I wrote this movie, I actually had him fully implanted in my mind to be, to be the Grayson character. So and he graciously said yes. But yeah, I think he's just got the, the best work ethic. He doesn't have any you know baggage or 
or, or ego to worry about. He's just, he's just great. He's got a, and he's really a talented actor as well. That's why I had him cry in this movie. Unfortunately, the crying scene did get cut because it was just getting too long, too drawn out, but he did a big emotional cry scene, which I thought he was great at. Yeah. And, he did one of those yeah. for us in the movie that he did for us the year before. Um, mm-hmm. Forever and, my love. Uh, yeah. yeah. And he, you know, he's, he's, he's great at those emotional scenes. He really mm-hmm. likes doing the like, impersonations the matthew mcconaughey stuff yeah. the, the redneck yeah. stuff whatever right. but like for me personally like i love when randy davison is all in emotionally like mm-hmm. i think he's got a everyman quality to him and when you see him breaking down when you see him broken you can't help but but just be there with him you know yeah and i think he i think he's got a great ability to just grab an audience like that mm-hmm. um you look evil in this <laughs> photo <laughs> like everybody else well, is smiling you're smirking behind him <laughs> well you know how stressful filmmaking is and just it's it's it's, it's, it's stressful funny or um emotionally and physically but yeah i'm always pretty wiped out I'm, and financially I'm a, yeah i almost, I almost um, said that Annie um, in this film I thought was really, really good as well. Um, tell me a little bit about working with Annie. I, I thought that this movie, uh, perhaps, I don't know, better than any other I've ever worked on, is was the best cast. I mean, this was like one of those lightning-in-a-bottle casts. She, I thought her and Randy had just the greatest chemistry. They really felt like a married couple and all that. Um, she was great. I looked at a lot of actresses before kind of discovering her, and I when I did, I said, I got to have her. And she was the one. And luckily, she really liked the script. And uh, she was a gem to work with. I mean, very, just, just right right on the character. And she understood the character. She got the movie. She was surprised by the ending, and which is good. So I, I had her fooled. And she knew she could fool the audience by, by doing, the, doing the role. Yeah, she's very much like Randy, I think. She's got that every woman quality to her. She, she, mm-hmm. she looks like the kind of the kind of woman that you, you, you know, you want to be with, you want to, you know, have in your family and, and be a part of your life. And, um, you know, you're trying to sell a story here where two people are so in love with each other that they go to drastic lengths to mm-hmm. kind of stay together. And, yeah. um, it's believable. The two of them, um, I think is, is really good. Let's see here. It's not a, it's yeah. not a, it's not a mystery that in, in the context of mystery highway, the, Randy goes. He saved the best one for last, and this 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 is the last movie in the in the in that movie. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a coincidence. Here's Randy doing his dual role, uh, you know, split screen shot that you were you were so great in because I remember his hand crossed over and you had to rotoscope it out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny the 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 blending of the two shots uh, wasn't always as easy as you think because camera got moved just a tiny little bit. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to, I had to do a lot of work to make the, make the frames match up. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's one sp- spot specifically where Randy's hand crosses over where mm-hmm. Randy's sitting <laughs> and I had to rotoscope yeah. know, every frame and make sure that we cut his, his fingers around. Uh, so that it was seamless. And I, th- I thought it was very effective. I thought it worked out really, really well. It did. And it, it kind of comes across, you know, we didn't want to like showcase, like, look at us doing split screen. Aren't we cool? We, let's just do it to death. But we didn't. We kind of kept it minimal and just made it as if it really was two people. Didn't didn't make a big deal about it. Yeah. And I think that's the, that. I mean, just 
filmmaker to filmmaker i think it's best when the visual effects just serve the story and don't draw attention to Mm -hmm. themselves right like if you're if you're making a visual effects is like hey look at me look at me (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly Um, it's like why why do you have to work so hard to make people see the visual effect the visual effects should just seamlessly fit into Mm -hmm. the story right and you did a lot Uh, of color correction you did uh you did some artificial um uh, depth of field stuff. I know you, you did a lot of work on this movie. You did you did a, you did some ADR, so you you were a big part of this movie. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, no problem. Um, it was it was uh, it was an ambitious project, and I was happy to to lend a hand and help help get mm-hmm. it done. Let's see here. So this one was called Dark Chocolate, and that's Christopher Sandana and um, the late great Danny Morris. Um, actually, the, the pictures on the right are not related to that, but, as you yeah, know. No, but this is um, just kind of a collection of film films that didn't have like BTS. <laughs> this is a movie that Chris Patterson, my my DP from those other older movies, also did, and I was a I was an AC on this movie and I edited this movie. So I asked the director and producer if we could use it for this because I kind of thought it fit into the whole macabre kind of character. He's a serial killer. Not to give a right. spoiler away, but like I like I just did. <laughs> but yeah, that was a good project. I thought it would fit in well. And then yours, of course, your, your film Discontinuance on the right. Yeah, uh, Whitney is is uh, a co-star in that. And um, Shane there is uh, is our lead. Um, that that film, interesting. so you mentioned earlier you didn't like the 48 because it's tough to get anything done. Discontinuance mm-hmm. is a 48-hour film project film. <laughs> Wow, that's and, a lot. We did two films that weekend that had all the visual effects with the aliens and everything in it. Um, so we actually shot two short films in a 48-hour period. That's writing, casting, shooting, editing, scoring, um, and delivering. So uh, wow. and we got both of them in on time. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so my, my team is like incredible. Like we've, we've been able to pull off amazing things in really short periods of time. Now I just mm. need money and time. <laughs> I've <laughs> yeah. proven we can do the hard things. Now if we can like get the money and the time, I think we could do really incredible work. <laughs> I, I think so too. Um, I think so. But uh, I thought Shane and, and Whitney were great in these two films. Um, uh, I think discontinuance of the two, the other one, um, um, Dark chocolate. The other one is the one that I directed. This one was directed by my buddy Diego and um, and uh, Leon and uh, and Mike Peterson DP'd this one as well. Um, same as you t- you t- you're talking about the. Me. Was that the sequel, really, to to uh, Discontinuance? They're not really. It's not a sequel thing. Like they're congruent stories. Like they happen mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, so they actually share story beats at the beginning mm. but then the endings the middle the middle part then kind of diverges on their two separate stories and then the characters come together at the end but even the ending is shown from kind of the opposite perspective of each character um it was a mm. really ambitious uh weekend <laughs> <laughs> no kidding so we had two different screenwriters they had to work together yeah bittersweet fortune that's the name of the other one um, we had two screenwriters work together. We had two DPs. Um, the actors worked on both films. <laughs> um, yeah, it was kind of crazy. And then we had a visual effects team that was working through the entire weekend. So as soon as the like concept was made, 
and and I went off to write the script with Steve or or sorry Marilyn Bates, um, and uh, and uh, oh I forget who wrote the mm. other one. Our two screenwriters went and wrote their their scripts while they're writing scripts. The visual effects team starting to work on the visual effects, like mm. without a, a a single frame of the film having been shot. They're mm. creating creatures. They're you know yeah. kind of putting all that stuff together. Yeah, Mike. Mike uh, just chimed in. Help me on on the name. Bittersweet. Um, right. So yeah, it was it was quite it was quite the weekend. Quite- I, I love I love Shane. I've always wanted to work with Shane. I guess and and now I kind of indirectly got to by having him in our movie here. Shane is a wonderful actor. He's very dedicated to to character, to finding the voice of of his character, to the physicality, like all the little mm. details. Um, He's a very, very good person to work with. Um, so dedicated to his craft. I, I, I can't recommend casting him and stuff enough. He got he got to work with Eastwood on that Tom Hanks airplane movie. I forget what it was called. Sully. But, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was very jealous yeah. of that. That's cool. <laughs> so yeah. here's some uh, behind the scenes on the trucker uh, sequences. Uh, so we got yep. Randy there playing the redneck trucker. Mm-hmm. Whitney playing his kind of like object of affection, right? Yeah. Yeah. He sings to her. Mike lighting this, the scene. So yeah, he, he, yeah, he sings that, sing to her. that song. He's <laughs> doing a terrible job on purpose, but she, she had great reactions and great, uh, great chemistry. I thought she did great in this. She's, uh, yeah, very and, natural. I, and I think, I think part of what's really fun with this sequence is, none of these actors acted opposite each other. They did all of their sequences completely in a void. Um, it's very close to doing like voiceover acting, right? Where you don't, you just mm-hmm. record your lines. So they yeah. just recorded their lines and then it all comes together in the edit because they're able to imagine what the lines are being fed to them. Uh, it's real acting work going on in these truck scenes. Hey, Even... check this out. Check this out. Easter Sandy Romero, my auntie in the Philippines. Hi, oh, auntie. How cool. Uh, so cool that you're watching. Hi. Philippines. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, also, even how small the world's getting. <laughs> even even weirder on that on that note is that it's pretty much the same truck throughout the whole movie. I think you had a second truck at one point. We had of... a van for the girls. I think the girls are sitting oh. in a van and then mm-hmm. all the guys are in the truck and we kind of redress the truck a little bit between mm-hmm. characters like different right. kind of backdrops behind them slightly mm-hmm. different lighting setups so they don't look exactly the same yeah and uh yeah it was a it was a really fun challenge trying to make that work but the 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 kicker was and i think we have it here so you can see here in these shots we've got a screen like above the windshield mm-hmm. um and we're actually projecting uh freeway lights so mike peterson and i actually rode in this truck on one of our gigs that we were working on and i i sat there with the black magic and shot footage out the windshield and then shot footage out the driver window like i'm holding the camera in front of him while he's driving Hmm. getting all the all the lights passing by and so we have two sets of projection screens in this in this warehouse and we're projecting side moving lights and windshield lights onto the windshield that's how you can see the uh the light bouncing on the on the windshield in these shots i think it was, uh, it was just it was quite a lot of work <laughs> it, it was brilliant i mean it's 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 a, it's the traditional poor man's process but you guys took it to another level with the lights on the windshield i mean 
you can see him all over the windshield in that in that shot and it's really it's just well and it's works. cool because it also like made light reflections on the body of the of the of the truck too so like mm -hmm. you'd see a vehicle kind of reflected in the sidewall of the truck and then that light would go away and then you'd see the light move past the window so it, it felt very yeah. much like it's actually happening it's actually there it was really cool hey uh and I've had... real quick my friend yeah. christina's tuned in from uh florida hi hi christina thanks for joining us um <laughs> and and Teresa wants to <laughs> remind us that <laughs> yeah. she's on the back of the truck bouncing on the back bumper to make it look like the truck's moving <laughs> which is very important it had to have movement. low low key effect there but you know again serving yeah. the purpose right um so yeah. much fun and she also and wanted to say hi, hi to our auntie <laughs> your auntie i've had people look at this and not have anything to say about the truck they, they just assume we're really just hooked up to the side of the truck driving along they no one ever knows it's an effect and i guess that's the greatest compliment there is yeah, so that shot of me in the bottom right corner is basically basically from the perspective of, of where that big photo is taken from. So you can see, like, that truck is literally just sitting in a warehouse. <laughs> Did not go anywhere. Um, can you um, still hear me? I, I have a... Yeah, yeah, I can still low, hear you. Low power morning on my Air AirPods for some reason. I might have to go rogue and go normal in a bit here. <laughs> Well, here, here's another shot. You can see that other projection screen in the background there. We don't have anything projecting on it in this shot, but you can see how we were yeah. framing this all up. Yep. So the magic of movie making. And then a little behind the scene green room shot of you guys over there on the right. Uh, yep. That's the first night of shooting. Well, we only shot two nights, but that was the first night. And yeah, really fun, really fun project. Ladies were great. Yeah, the ladies did a, a wonderful job. And then uh, the last mm -hmm. bit here is, uh, you know, you had to do the DJ and I wasn't part of this shot uh, at all. Um, and and the, the lower right there is kind of showing the setup. The shot on the left kind of shows how the, uh, the set kind of came together. And then that top right photo is really a screen grab from the movie. So you can see the kind of yeah. atmospheric look that it looks like a garage, right? He's in a garage. It is so a garage, shot, a one, one car garage, garage that made it look like something else. <laughs> yeah, it's the same house where we did the, the the shots, the scenes from. Well, actually, it's the same house from Stover Hill and and Yoramie's bedroom scene. So it's that same place. There you go. But uh, gotcha. yeah, it worked worked out well. We, we did that, did that whole set dressing and all that. Walter now is that junior. He's pretty awesome. Yeah, he did a great job in that in that role. Uh, something Whitney told me is she watched the movie with her father in Atlanta during the the holiday break, and uh, as soon as the whole thing started and and our character introduces himself, mm. um, what what do we call him George Bell? Yeah, George. So Bell. we mix George Norrie and Art Bell's names together, right? Like mm -hmm. it's real tongue in cheek, like wink at yeah. the camera kind of thing for people who know. Right. Her dad knew. He's like, "Oh my gosh, I totally know what you're doing here. This is great." Like he <laughs> loved cool. it. <laughs> Plus the call she, letters. She, like, she hey, messaged um... me. She messaged me excited. She's like, "My dad totally got the Art Bell reference." <laughs> the, so, the call letters cool. too. I mean, I think you, you're the one that came up with the call letters for being Klaatu, like, K L T. Yeah, Klaatu, Barada, Niktu. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, everything's everything's uh, got a reference. Yeah, uh, 
yeah i you know i love doing that sort of stuff within movies and it's just really loading stuff up for people who are paying attention and people who mm. kind of have a geek sensibility like i do like if you can fill that stuff in and they got easter eggs to look for mm-hmm. you know if they catch it on the first go that's great if they know that you're the type of filmmaker that does that then things are infinitely rewatchable because they're constantly yeah. looking for new stuff to look at, you know? Um, yeah. so I just, I just enjoy that. I, I love that in the types of movies that I like to watch. And, uh, well, I tried to, I tried to make you or me like that. Cause I mean, there's a number of times when Annie says that she's dead or she's, you know, she, she you, you think she's saying she's tired, but she's saying, Oh, I'm just really dead. Well, we're giving away the secret right there and then that she actually is dead. <laughs> so I, I love that where you have to kind of watch it again to, to catch stuff like that. Well, and I, I remember I played around a bit with the, uh, with the color correction on all that too. So like, uh, it's real subtle, but the, the subtle color differences between shots tell you if someone's dead Mm -hmm. or someone's alive as as well. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a lot of that sort of stuff going on within that movie. (laughs) So what are you, what are you up to these days, Clark? Are you working on anything new? Are you, are you getting ready to make another film or? What's I, um, going on in Time Axis Entertainment? I seem to make a, a short film like every three years as an average. And by the way, let me know if my audio dies. It could die any second. I'm not sure if it, if my iPods go directly to the computer microphone after they die or what happens. But uh, uh, we'll, anyway. We'll figure it out. <laughs> it's been about three, four something years since we did URME. And well, it's only been two years since we did really the trucker scenes, I think, for Mystery Highway. But anyway, um, I wrote a kind of more or less comedic short that's in the same universe as you or me, believe it or not, because you or me is a very tragic, you know, sad story. I want to make something a much lighter tone. And, and so it's in the same universe. It's going to have Randy coming back to, to play sort of the robot that died at the end. And he's going to be mass produced as a kind of an Alexa in people's homes where he's like, a, a, he washes the dishes and cooks, cooks and cleans. And then he gets a computer virus and then bad things happen. So that's, that's kind of what I'm looking at next. It's called Grayson 2.0 and I'm kind of in pre-production right now. Nice. Nice. Um, where can people watch mystery highway? Um, I, I, I believe it's on Amazon and mm-hmm. Apple TV, uh, for, for rent and, and, and purchase, right? Uh, yeah, where else, that. where else can they see it? I guess that's the main one that actually charges money, but it's also at, um, Tubi um for free with ads and then it's on reveal which is another free free platform uh r-e-v-e-e-l not many people have heard of it but it's a lot of a lot of content on there and then there were some other places that film hub sent it to that i've never heard of i've never even really looked into it but some odd names of you know some of them i think they're foreign and uh, so that's that's where it's at it's also on youtube but i haven't figured out how to you know make it a monetary thing it's just on my private a private link on youtube <laughs> for now yeah yeah let it get its let it get its uh its its payoff run before you mm. switch it to free <laughs> yeah um well clark it was it was a pleasure to work on this film with you i'm glad that you were able to get it done get it out i know the ultimate distribution plan for it when we started putting it together as a feature like that mm. all kind of fell apart but that's kind of the way this business works right like yeah yeah best intentions and then you, you kind of you know bob and weave and find your way through and just get it done in the end right yeah 
it was a great project. I'm really, really happy with it. Really proud of how it's gone to places, you know, via Film Hub. And I didn't know if anyone, it, it actually took me a long time to get it accepted and QC'd through Film Hub. It was a lot of red tape and hoops to, to go through, but it worked out in the end. And I was really pleased that they finally took it and sent it someplace. Well, I'm going through distribution uh, approvals right now for the feature film that I just finished editing hmm. uh, in the last couple months and the the back and forth. It's my first 5.1 surround sound edit too. So oh. it's just like, yeah. oh, you need to do this and we got to have this and it's not enough. There's not enough Foley and, you know, it's like, <laughs> hey, dude, like it's a super low budget movie. We don't have a Foley department. Like, just, <laughs> like chill out <laughs> so but yeah the uh the expectations keep keep rising with each each film that I, I work on and and each release it gets it gets more and more complicated to pass the qcs so well before we go i don't and i don't know how much time you wanted to to for this podcast to last but um we're, we're just about done <laughs> i just want to say i'm hoping this will keep going and invite other filmmakers to have their shorts have another mystery highway two and have it keep on going. We could just kind of do this endlessly with, with people that have their shorts already done and they can, you know, and that, and that, in, in one sense, this is a movie that's already 80% done. Just have to do the rapper parts, you know, and then you have, you know, there's a feature and I thought it's a good way to drag movies out of the closet that are just gathering dust and had their film festival run already. And now let's do something else with them. So. Yeah. And it's a, it's a more palatable way to kind of share your short film with the world. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, like after it's already had its run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. so, well, cool. Clark, uh, thank you for, for joining us on the podcast, giving us a little glimpse behind uh, the scenes on Mystery yeah. Highway. Again, congratulations on, on getting it completed. As I say all the time on this show, any film that's completed is a small miracle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, to get it out there and distribute it on various platforms is another miracle on top of the completion of it. So, Indeed. Uh, kudos to you. I know I know personally the efforts you went through to try and pass those QCs and uh, <laughs> I know how frustrated you were. And you helped uh, a lot with, you know, figuring out audio levels and all kinds of stuff you were very helpful with too. So Yeah. Well, and that was part of the difficulty of these already made films too, though, right? Like mm -hmm. didn't necessarily yeah. have access to all of the original mixes and the ability yeah. to kind of really tweak the audio. So you had to work with what was already done. And that's, yeah. that's not, that's not an easy feat. So yeah, but, yeah, but dark, cho dark chocolate was just an, you know, an MP3 file, MP4 file. And that was it. That's all I had to work with. So luckily it yeah. was pretty high res to begin with, but I couldn't do any tweaking of any, of any kind. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I've over the last few years gotten to a point where like every project has its own hard drives mm -hmm. and I just keep everything on their own independent drives going forward. So all right clark well you have a wonderful night uh you know have a good day at work tomorrow i guess <laughs> mm, you too and thanks and, for having uh, me on the show yeah i appreciate yeah. you coming on and to all of the people who tuned in tonight thank you for joining us my auntie in the philippines how cool is that so awesome that today cool. was my mother's birthday too so it's really kind of like you know, my mom, my mm -hmm. mom's heavenly birthday and her sister joined uh, the show to watch us today. So that's, that's really, that's a special moment for me. So, you know, I mean, the way that you and I kind of met is because we unfortunately have this mutual 
coincidence. Our, both of our mothers, I think, passed away within like a year of each other. And that's kind of how we yeah. got to talking about our grief and all that. And that's kind of how we got to know each other at birth. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you bond over the things that uh, are common, right? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, grief oftentimes is a is a is a bonding element. So, yeah. But uh, you know, I think our moms would be proud of us. We're moving forward. We're, mm-hmm. we're still creating, and we're uh, taking care of our our families and and doing what yeah. we can for our friends. You know, so exactly. be good to each other. That's all we can do. Be good and be healthy too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Clark. Uh, you take care. All of our people who are watching if you're watching us on youtube or you're watching us on facebook um please like the page subscribe if you're on youtube do all the follow things um if you're catching us on the podcast and listening to us on spotify guess what you can watch this video on spotify as well if you're listening to the podcast on any of the audio only platforms contemplate subscribing on spotify or check us out on youtube and subscribe to us on youtube so that you can see the podcast as well uh in instances like this where we had photos to share and whatnot uh, that could enhance your enjoyment of the program until next time folks i'm david s dawson with the intellectual podcast my guest has been clark m smith of time access entertainment and we will see you all again down the road Hello there, citizens. I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the floaty that will not flush no matter how many times you try in the toilet bowl of crime. I am Darkwing Duck, telling you please, talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. <laughs> Whatever the heck that means. After all, you are watching Intellectual Podcast with your ears.